Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Vlogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Hey, I hope you're doing really well. It's been a crazy bunch of weeks around my house. We had a tornado, lost power. Um, I went out of town to go speak and then lost my voice. And then I got the flu. So it's just been kind of like one of those never ending months of like ridiculousness. And um, that is just part of life. And it's why part of the reason why I love being a blogger is because at this stage in my business, you know, like if I have to take a few days off, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Um, obviously didn't get to record podcasts the way that I would have liked to, but I'm back. And so, um, today I really want to talk about this idea of, you know, focusing on your own blogging story and, and paving the way towards the future that you're looking for and the success that you're looking for. And, um, so a lot of people ask me, you know, Kim, why don't you put income reports out like everybody else and all this kind of stuff? And there is nothing wrong with that. I have no issues with income reports. But the reason that I don't put out income reports is because in the trenches of what I do, especially with coaching, what I constantly see is bloggers who struggle because they constantly compare themselves to where everybody else is. And within blogging, and even within life, like I want you guys to set the bar for your own standard for you to decide what blogging success is going to be for you. Because if making a million dollars a year is blogging success to you, you'll hunt that down as hard as humanly possible. Um, but some of you guys don't feel like making a million dollars a year blogging is your goal. Maybe you just want to make enough money that you can help pay for rent or pay the mortgage. Um, maybe you just want to make enough money that you can buy Starbucks every day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what your goals are. And you have to determine what success is going to look like for you. And that's the beauty of what we do in blogging. Um, and I want you to set your own bar. And so if I start putting out my income reports, I feel like that sets a standard or it sets a bar and says, this is what blogging success looks like. And I don't want people to do that to themselves because for the people who don't want that, they'll never feel successful because they never got to that place um, because they only made this amount of money every month or whatever. Um, and I want you guys to decide for yourselves, what is success? And for you to arrive there, when you arrive there and be happy with it and be content with it and feel good about yourself. Um, and I really want to share with you guys today about building your own blogging story, because I think it's very, very important. And I don't know that we always talk about that because right, like in, in the world that we live in, we're marketers and we're constantly being marketed to, um, which is not, not a problem because we're marketers, we get it. Um, but we're being marketed to about like how to be successful and, and you know, uh, things that you can do to be more successful and, um, how to get where you want to be and all this kind of stuff, which is awesome. Um, but I also think, you know, <clears throat> those those ideals are great and they serve as a they serve as a target for us to aim for. But in the midst of the muddy middle, <laughs> the places where we have tornadoes rip through our backyard, our kids get sick, we lose our voices, <laughs> we get the flu, <laughs> and all the crap happens. 
um, in the midst of all that, it can start to make us feel like we're never going to make forward progress. And what I want to do is really share my whole story with you today um, in hopes that you see yourself in a few places of this story or you can relate to the story, but that it gives you hope that you can be successful at blogging and that you understand exactly what, you know, for me, what it took in my life for me to be successful. Um, so here's my story, and I really hope that it encourages you. Now, I know a lot of people probably know the beginning of my story because I talk about this a lot in other interviews that have to do with my other book, or you've read my book, um, Live, Save, Spin, Repeat, The Life You Want with the Money You Have. Um, but my story starts with I used to work um, in nonprofit. I like to do fundraising and things like that. That was what my career was. Um, while my husband was in graduate school and was finishing up school. And then um, I became a children's pastor assistant at a really like huge mega church in Atlanta. Um, and I really loved that job because I loved like interacting with the kids. And I got to do a lot of really creative things in that role, which is like my heart. I'm very creative. Um, and we ended up uh, buying a house when my husband graduated from graduate school. And we moved out of the city and into the suburbs. And <clears throat> once we got out there, um, I knew my commute was going to be harder because I, you know, I wasn't unwise. Like I actually drove the commute. <laughs> um, one morning, I kind of drove up to the house and drove back to my job before we bought the house just to make sure I was okay with it and everything. And um, it was a long commute. But as time went on, what I discovered was the commute was actually worse. <laughs> I don't know that I had if I had driven it on a good day or what, but it was taking me about two hours to get to work in the morning and two hours to get home. And um spending four hours a day of my life in the car was not working. So I, um, my husband convinced me long story short to become a stay at home wife. Um, because we could, we could live, you know, reasonably on one income. I'd have to make some, you know, strategic money decisions and things like that. And couldn't just be kind of do whatever I wanted to do. But, um, so I came home and became a stay-at-home wife without kids, which made me feel very weird <laughs> um, because it was like, here's a woman with a, you know, four-year degree in communication studies and here she is at home without even any kids and she's just kind of exploring. And so I spent a lot of my time cleaning and, um, you know, going to Hobby Lobby and thrift stores and trying to find all these different kind of, you know, entrepreneur outlets. But nothing really satisfied me that much. Um, and then I had my first child and everything was going great. Uh but something was missing. And I think that that sort of all came to a head around the time that my son was one. Um, I remember, you know, like around the time that he turned one, um, I could remember being in the shower and just feeling like, man, who am I going to be in 18 years when this kid grows up? Like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? Because I really had no, you know, no interest in doing another job outside the house. And, um, I couldn't think about like, you know, where's my career going to be because I had determined that I wanted to be a stay at home mom and all these things. But what I was finding over time was that being 100% stay at home mom and being like, you know, all about my kid was hard. Like I still needed that creative outlet of some kind. And so I remember, man, I was in the, I was in the shower and I was just like, man, God, I have got to figure out like, I need to know what I need to do next because this is not working for me. Like, I remember, like, I was just, like, ugly crying in the shower, like, snorting, crying. 
And I just remember saying like one really simple prayer. I was like, God, I have to, I have to figure out what I need to do to be okay. Like I just need something. And I went and just lay down in bed, got ready for bed. I was like almost asleep. And I remember the thought, start a blog kind of popped in my head. And so I was like, okay. So the next day I started exploring this idea of blogging, which, you know, I had actually started um, a blogger, blog spot, whatever, kind of like blog. And I I laugh now looking back, um, you know, that it was mainly about homemaking. And I think I had two total posts before I threw in the towel and didn't do it anymore because I couldn't think of anything creative to write about or, you know, I was like, what am I doing? Like nobody's reading this stuff. Um, but I was just kind of doing it to have something. And that was, that was like a year or two before this. So um, I kind of knew what a blog was, but I didn't know that you could make money blogging. And so that's when I discovered Reese Sukup's book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul. And um, got to chapter two, read about how her husband had quit his um, aeronautic engineering job because uh, she had made enough money blogging that he was able to quit. And that just really like lit up the excitement in my brain over blogging because I understood that language um, because my husband's an engineer and to think about making enough money from being at home and writing and doing creative things that I could generate enough income that it would make more than he was making was really compelling to me. And if I got really serious and like really honest about it, I think it was because he always joked about me having a um, Bachelor of Arts in Communications because he's an engineer. And I think he's always thought that like, you know, communications degrees are kind of silly or whatever. Like he says that now, like he says that he had to eat crow. But um, (laughs) like, I think at that time, like that was why it was very competitive within me because I don't think that I ever thought that I could make as a communications major, you know, more than like $30,000 a year or something like that. That was like my realm of reality. Um, and so that was very compelling to me. And so at the time, um, I was at home with my son who was around one and I was, you know, taking care of the house, taking care of the baby, um, managing the household stuff. And then my, my creative outlet at the time was writing curriculum, um, for churches. And so I remember like, I still enjoyed that. Like it kind of gave me a, a strong creative outlet. Um, but it started becoming more of a burden for me to write. Like I felt like all I really wanted to do was blog. And so this sort of freelance thing that I was doing on the side was becoming more burdensome because I thought, man, I want to put some time and momentum behind the blog. So for me, a lot of my freelance writing stuff initially what was was what helped fund um, some of the money that I put back into blogging. And, you know, it's what helped me pay for Elite Blog Academy when it first came out. Um, it's what helped me uh, pay for hosting and all these kind of things. So I kind of used my side hustle money from curriculum writing to be able to fund the stuff that I wanted to do with blogging. Um, so within about six months of starting the blog and starting to see momentum with the blog, I started writing the freelance stuff less and less and less and less until I finally had the courage to just drop it completely um, and try to focus what time I had on blogging. And so I didn't blog exclusively um, probably for the first year of blogging, it took a long time for me to get the courage to step down from the freelance and let that go and go full on blogging. 
And I can remember um, my first little bit of momentum was um, I followed Ruth Sukup from Living Well Spending Less, who's also the creator of Elite Blog Academy. Um, and I remember uh, because I had read her book, um, she had mentioned that she was going to be at a conference where I was going to be at the same time um, in town. And so you know, she said, Oh, I'll meet anybody for coffee. You know, this was like several years ago. And so I, you know, I emailed her and said, Hey, would you meet me? And she said, sure. So we met in the lobby and it was really cool. Cause she was sort of like a distant mentor, you know what I mean? Like she'd written the book and, um, I had followed her blog and things like that. And I felt like she had quite a bit to do with the success that I'd had in blogging. Um, so I was thrilled to meet her and she was really encouraging. And at that point I had grown, I can remember when I met with her, I think that I had about 60,000 to 70,000 page views a month um, blogging. And I was starting to see, you know, actually good ad income. Um, and, you know, my husband, who had kind of been an unbeliever for a while at that point, was starting to say, oh, look, she can actually like make money because he didn't believe me. And I still remember the day that he came into the office because he would kind of hassle me um, sometimes because I spent, you know, pretty much once my son went down to bed because I had this other writing thing that I was doing for so long, like every night, like I stopped watching TV. Like I traded all those things for blogging. Um, and he would come in my little office and he'd say, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Or whatever. He's like, are you on Facebook again? I'm like, no, I'm not on Facebook. I'm blogging, you know? And, and he would sort of be like, okay. And, um, I can remember when I made my first few pennies, you know, from AdSense initially and showing him that and him being like, Oh, look, you're making like real money. He was really kind about it, but I know in the back of his mind, he was thinking, Oh, this is cute. This is just another one of Kim's little things, you know, like one of her little entrepreneurial outlet, entrepreneurial outlets that she has. And I was like, I remember looking at him and being like, look, I know this doesn't look like a lot of money now. I'm like, but I'm going to make enough money that you can quit engineering. And he just would sort of laugh and roll his eyes and say, okay, you know. Um, but I'm saying all this to say that I was able to grow my blog despite not having a whole lot of time. Um, I still was a stay at home mom. I was still taking care of my son. Um, and so once I started focusing more on the blog and had dropped all the other stuff, then I started seeing more and more growth as time went on. Um, but I really only ever worked on blogging part time or in the extra hours of my day when I had time. And um, when we would go on vacations, like everybody would sort of like leisurely hang around, you know, the house or whatever, like on family, big family vacations. And I was at the table blogging or making editorial calendars or like I, I can distinctly remember like anytime we had family holidays and there was family around to watch the kid. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go blog now. You know what I mean? Like because it was just me. And then I know slowly over time um, as my income increased with the blogging, um, I had to get over some hangups that I had, one of which was the idea of putting my child in some um, childcare during the day, uh, because that wasn't always easy. I remember a lot of the time, like I would um, go to the gym, for example, and I would work out for like 30 minutes, but I would take my laptop because they had Wi-Fi, and then I would work for like 30 minutes, and the gym would have like childcare, so... <laughs> So I would just squeeze in an extra 30 minutes at the end. Like I was doing guys, it was like a hustle. Like I was doing whatever I could um, to try to squeeze in time where I could to blog. And that's the truth of the matter. Um, 
I really looked forward, honestly, to family vacations a lot of the time because I knew that there would be other people to keep an eye on my son so that I could blog. Uh, because I loved it so much. Like it filled me up so much. It gave me such energy and such joy. Uh, so even when we were on vacation, it was like a vacation for me to get to do that. I know some of you guys joke about that too. Um, but then, like I said, as time went on and I started seeing more and more income, I had to deal with this, um, this concept of, do I put my son in childcare for a few hours a day so that I can work on this thing that I love? And it was a really big struggle for me because I felt a lot of guilt. I felt mom guilt about the idea of here I am supposed to be a stay-at-home mom um, who's selling out and putting her child in daycare because true confessions of Kim Anderson here. I can remember always thinking I wanted to be a stay-at-home parent. And I would look at these moms who were stay-at-home moms who put their kids in childcare, and I used to think, why on earth would they do that? Like, why would they waste that money? Like, why would they do that when they're at home all day? Like, what are they going to do? And that was such um, such a time for me to get like a reality check about the truth about life and about parenting and things like that. Uh, because I believe that there are women out there who are 100% like in love with being um, stay-at-home moms. They, you know, like their kids are their everything and that's what they're devoting their time to. And that is amazing and awesome. And I... I think those women are awesome, but I also know that there are women out there who think that they're cut out for that, and then they get there and realize they're not, and I was one of those women, and so it took a lot for me to just try putting my son in like a mom's morning out deal, so I started light, and um, like two days, two mornings a week, I had um, my son in a child care, and what I realized um, in those two days a week was that, um, I was a lot more patient. Uh, when my son came home from childcare, I was fully focused on him. Whereas before I constantly felt like I was either ignoring him or, um, I felt guilty about working on the blog when he was around because I felt like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't engaged. And so it was this constant battle for feeling like I'm not checked in and all this guilt that came with that. And that's hard um, for some of you guys. I know that's hard for some of you guys. Uh, I felt like really ir- irritated all the time because my heart longed to write, but I also had needed to take care of my responsibilities. And so, so I always felt at odds with this situation. And so that was the beauty of the childcare scenario was suddenly I had my son being taken care of and all of his needs were met during the day and I was able to meet my creative needs. And so this, this beautiful balance sort of grew out of this um, and slowly the guilt started to kind of melt away. And I realized I was becoming a better mom because I was taking time to fulfill a need in my own heart and to be able to dedicate time to something that I loved and something that I cared about and needed to nurture. Um, so I started out when he was two with two half days a week. And then he, when he was three, he went to three half days a week. Um, and then when he was four, um, I did four days and then he went into pre-K, which was five days. So, um, that was a huge help for me personally, like with the blog. So, you know, I never really, have ever really been full-time blogger um, until January of this year. And I don't know that everybody realizes that, but 
most of the time it was just trading, you know, mornings. And then in the evenings when my son went to bed, I would trade TV time a lot of the time for blogging time. Um, and all that time in the margins that I could get, I would take. So, so three and a half years into blogging, that's when my husband was able to quit his job. And again, in that three and a half years, I never really worked full time on blogging. Because my son was only in school for half days. And if I really look back in um, when I, I started feeling like I was getting quite a bit of momentum in around 2015, because I actually started having people help me like I had a person who helped me with, you know, um, Facebook uh, scheduling and things like that. And I had um, somebody helping me manage content and things like that. And it was amazing. I was feeling all this momentum. Um, and my husband and I decided that we wanted to have another child. And so, you know, at that time, I was like, well, you know, I'm not getting any younger, I should probably just go for this. And we'll just do this. And, you know, we'll, we'll get our second child. And um, it'll be hard. But now I know, like, I can do this thing. I've already been through it once. Um, and that is when we found out on my birthday um, of 2016 that I was having twins. And that guys was such a huge thing for me. Um, because I was not expecting it. And I wasn't even sure I would get pregnant a second time. Um, So when I found out I was having twins, I thought to myself, Kim, game over. Like, it's over. There's no way you're going to be able to take care of two infants and run a blog and be successful. Like, it's just not possible. Um, And I was so sick (laughs) for most of that year um, just because of, you know, two babies, (laughs) two babies, morning sickness, um, all the stress associated with having twins because it's such a, mine were, um, mono dye. So they're identical twins and they're very high risk for twin to twin transfusion syndrome. So I had like a million doctor's appointments a week and, you know, just all the stuff that comes with that, um, made it super hard for me to focus on blogging. And that was around the time that I figured out batching because I knew that I needed to, pump out enough emails, enough content, like get it all queued up that I could take two months off from blogging and not think about it and not worry about it. And that's what I did. Um, So I was able to get that done. But then two weeks after the twins were born, I got a book contract that I had been trying to get for like a year at that point. So I had six months to write the book, which is a lot to write, uh, plus keep up a blog, plus manage newborn twins, right? Like, so it was just so much at one time. So even then, it was almost like I didn't blog as much because I had the book to write. Like, I kind of had to trade blog time for book writing time because um, I had twin newborns at home and I had to, like, feed them and care for them. And my husband was around on, you know, paternity leave and all that kind of stuff because he hadn't left his job yet. Uh, but then, you know, January, following all this stuff, um, my husband stepped down from his job and came home. So that was a super big help uh, for me. And that is when we decided to go ahead and um, also put the, the girls in once they were a little bit older into part-time child care. So here's where I am today. <laughs> um, we moved back close to be with family so that we could have a strong support system. And today I have my kids in child care. My son goes to... Uh, elementary school during the day and um, you know he gets home and my husband checks out and goes and does homework with him and does everything so this is the first year of my blogging career that I've actually worked full-time and ironically enough like I had to take the whole summer off because we moved I practically didn't work at all over the summer Um, 
and all these things. But despite all of that, the momentum that I've built over the past three and a half years is amazing and it's sustainable. And even when I have to take time off, it doesn't seem to negatively affect the flow or rhythm of my blog because I prepare or um, I've got enough momentum from the past three years that I've just kept at it. And the reason that I'm telling you the story is because there's a reason that I talk about just keep blogging. Um, There's an element to blogging that is momentous. It is um, if you just keep chugging away and you keep creating content and you keep doing all the right things, you keep doing the best next step for you. There comes a point where quite a bit of your blogging survival is passive and it works almost on its own. And that's because it's like a well-oiled machine. It just kind of keeps going. So even if you have to take a minute out of life and pause and breathe and do something else, like move your whole family um, or sell your house or somebody gets sick or you have to just, you know, make a short-term pivot, your blog doesn't fall apart. Um, Life becomes sustainable. And I just want to encourage you guys that I know that it's hard sometimes, like you look around and you see everybody else is making faster momentum than you are. And I, I am guilty of doing the same thing. Um, You know, as a woman who worked at this, I know I'm four and a half years in, I see people that are making tons more money than I am and have been blogging a lot less time than me. But I also look at all the variables of my life and I recognize that I don't have the same life that they do, that I've taken but I've made very strategic trades um, in my life to be where I am. And those people didn't have to make the same trades that I did. Um, Those people made their own trades in their own life and they made decisions about how they wanted to do things. And that is perfectly okay. Um, And it's better for me to keep my head down and focus on what I'm doing that's the next best step for Kim Anderson and the next best step for Thrifty Little Mom, my blog, um, and to know, like, I am doing exactly what I set out to do. I am successful despite all the different speed bumps that came my way in my journey and the times that I had to just stop blogging for a season or for a week or for a minute because, you know, having happy, healthy twins was more important to me than stressing out over whether a blog post got published this week or not, or whether I sent out my email newsletter this week or not. Um, Because life is real, life happens. And I reached my level of success, which was making enough money that my husband was able to quit his engineering job. That was my level of success. And do I have bigger goals for myself? Yes, ma'am, I do. I know what I want and every year I I stretch myself to pursue things more and more and more and I, I, you know, despite all the like not even being able to work on stuff full time all the time, I really accomplished a lot of the things that I set out to accomplish because I made a decision that these are the things that I wanted. I wanted to write a book and I was able to do that. That was a strategic trade that I made. Um, You know, I wanted to be around my twins when they were newborns and, you know, be at home with them for several months. Those were strategic trades that I made. Could I have gone full-time? Sure. 
sure. But that's not the decision that I made. I decided that I wanted to do things my way. And you've got to do the same thing for yourself. So what I want to encourage you guys to realize today is that it's okay if you can't blog full time. You can still grow a successful blog in the margins of your life, I promise, but you just have to get focused on the right things. If you're gonna make trades, guys, make strategic trades that matter. Don't get caught up in the Facebook drama. That is not a good trade. Don't get caught up in looking at the stats of everybody else. It's not a good trade. The best trades that you can make are, if you're not blogging, you're with your family, you're resting, you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of what needs to be done. But don't trade productivity on your blog for drama on Facebook or for worrying about what your best friend's doing in the blogging world or worrying about why you're not here or why you're not there. Just take the next best steps and trust the process. Because I can tell you the people who keep going and do not give up, even when life throws them like the craziest curveballs when life throws you twins when life <laughs> throws you all these things that you were not expecting when you just thought you had momentum it's gonna be okay you may need a pause for a day you may need a pause for a week you may need a pause for a month but guys it's not gonna be the end of the world just pick back up and keep on going keep pursuing what you decide is success in your mind and don't give up until you get there. And if you don't give up, you will one day arrive and you'll be happy that you didn't look to the left and you didn't look to the right and you didn't look at all the things that should be stopping you from being successful. You just did the next best thing and made the next best trade. And that's why I always say, just keep blogging. Hey there, I just want to let you guys know as we head into the holiday season that I have just added gift certificates to KimAndersonConsulting.com. So if you have been thinking about doing coaching, um, I have four options on KimAndersonConsulting.com forward slash shop. There is a 12-week coaching program that's advanced, which is weekly. There is 12-week coaching light, which is where we meet for one hour from week one, and then we meet on weeks three, six, nine, and 12. It's a, it's a lighter version um, of coaching for people who don't need that much accountability, um, but definitely want to set you know goals and pursue those goals um, with strategy. Um, and who just kind of need, you know, to have check-ins and gut checks and sanity checks and everything else. Um, and then there's an emergency pack in there that's a gift certificate um, for three half-hour sessions just in case, you know, you occasionally get paralysis of analysis. Um, and then there's a new thing in there as well. Like it's a new option um, that's only going to be available for the holiday season, which is a one-hour, 12-week goal session. So if you're not ready to commit to doing, you know, regular check-ins or accountability, um, but you do want to have someone help you set strategic goals, um, there is a one hour coaching session in there uh, that's geared just towards that. So um, I would encourage you guys, you know, like, I, I don't know about you, but I know throughout my blogging career around the holidays, I like to ask for things that help me with blogging. Um, because they're things that I wouldn't necessarily always invest money in. Um, but you know, it's the it's the season of, you know, doing things for yourself that you might not otherwise do for yourself. So I would encourage you guys that if you have, you know, a Santa Claus to send your list to, um, that you would send Santa 
www.kimandersonconsulting.com forward slash shop and give Santa a little hint hint that maybe you might like a little bit of coaching in 2018 um, as a gift to help you move the ball forward. So I want to let you guys know about that. Hope you have a great day. Have a great week and just keep blogging.